The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Coming up, more live sweats and winning bets with a better angle on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Lionel Willingham joining us in just a little while here on The Better Angle. In fact, he's ready right now. So let's uh, bring him in. Lanelle, thank you so much for joining us. How are things going uh, in your neck of the woods on this Saturday? I mean, we are still partying. It's been a continuation (laughs) since Thursday. We were out at the bullpen in Navy Yard, D.C. We've we've continued it since, man. This town is as electric as I've ever seen it, man. I'm only 25 years old. I go by the youngest in charge movement, and this is completely exceeded my expectations for how people were going to react. And it's, it's been special. Lino, I mean, just going off that, are people already talking about buying tickets? Have t- are they already buying tickets? I mean, it just expand a little bit more on that. You said people are excited. Just are you seeing that from so, people talking about it or how so? So during Josh Harris's opening press conference on Friday by FedEx Field, you could see the live YouTube chat. It may still be up. I can count at least 25 to 30 people saying I'm buying season tickets right now just after hearing him speak. It's just an entire new energy uh, around this organization and around this city. Going back to the the days of the 80s and the 90s when this franchise was winning Super Bowls, Washington was looked at as one of the most prominent franchises and not just the National Football League, but all the professional sports. So Thursday was day one of Operation Return to Glory here in D.C. Uh, Linnell, we didn't give you a proper introduction here. Linnell Willingham joining us, host of 10, on 1067, uh, The Score. Thanks for being with us here. How does this new ownership group, obviously you just said that it, in terms of how fans are feeling, media members are feeling, everyone's very excited, but how do you think that's going to translate to success on the field this season? Yeah, I mean, it's no secret. Washington going the untraditional route to me. Uh, with Ron Rivera and companies playing at the quarterback position. They're going to go with fifth-round pick from last year, Sam Howell. He started one game last year in Week 18 against the Dallas Cowboys, uh, but it was enough for Ron Rivera and this brain trust uh, to give him the keys to this offense heading into the regular season. Uh, They signed veteran free agent Jacoby Brissett from the Cleveland Browns during free agency, and he didn't receive one first-team rep during OTAs and mandatory minicamps. So I think the plan right now, uh, is to let Sam Howell roll until uh, he plays himself out of the job. But it's going to be interesting. Obviously, quarterback, the most important position in the National Football League, and that's Washington's biggest question mark right now in terms of on the defensive side of the football. I mean, last year, top seven in DVOA. I mean, it was one of the best groups in the National Football League. You all know nationally what they tout up front along this defensive line. Four first-round picks highlighted by Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Deron Payne fresh off of a four-year, $94 million extension this offseason. So everything looking like it's only up and up on the defensive side of the football. The biggest question mark, though, obviously, going to be at the quarterback position. 
So going off that, what's your assessment been of Sam Howell? Have you seen enough from him in that obviously limited action that he's played, but what's your assessment of Howell so far and in going into this season? Yeah, I got the opportunity to be out there for OTAs and mandatory minicamp. And, you know, he, he looked fine, honestly. I mean, this is a situation where obviously you can't read too much into what you see in OTAs and minicamp because there's no pads. You're not going at real game like speed, but in terms of what they asked him to do during the spring, I think he checked every box. Uh, there's a command that he has of this offense, and that's from my eyes. And then speaking to his teammates, Terry McLaurin and John Dotson have both come out on the record and talk about how he's really, you know, led the way right now for this offense. They actually were down in Miami uh, not too long ago. Uh, Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, and some of the starting receivers, and that was organized by Sam Howell. So that's just an example of the leadership role he's trying to take. I personally think with the weapons that Washington has on the perimeter with Jahan Dobson and Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and the two-headed monster they have in the backfield with Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson, if he can play mistake-free football and not turn it over, I think he'll be fine. How would Obviously you... a big if. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, a big if for every team this year, if you can stay healthy, if this can happen, right. if this, you know. Uh, the defense, Washington's defense this year, I... Where would you rank that in the NFC East? I mean, it's arguably one of the top ones in all of the NFC. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, w I would go as far as to saying I think Washington going into the year should be a top five group, right? Like that should be the expectations. They were already a top 10 group last year. They spent their two richest picks in this past April's draft to improve their secondary draft in Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State uh, and then Quan Martin out of Illinois. So you add two guys that will probably come in and start from day one for you. They've improved on that side of the football after dominating for stretches of the season last year. So I don't think it's an outlandish or hot take, so to speak, to come out and say Washington's got a top five defense. So Washington win total sitting at six and a half. They're 13 to one, anywhere about 15 to one to win the division. What do you think about this team going forward? It sounds like obviously you like the defense and you at least like on the surface what Howell could potentially be. And what do you think expectations for this team? Are they going over the win total? Do they have a shot at the division? What do you think? Interesting to me. Um, they won. I would think Sam Howell is the big unknown, and I feel like that's why a lot of sports books and national media members aren't particularly high on them. But if Sam Howell could just give you average quarterback play, I think Washington should be in a position where they're able to you know, qualify for the postseason in a weakened NFC. Uh, the quarterbacks in the NFC, not as strong as they've been in previous years. But their schedule, uh, in terms of win total, uh, would be my only concern. They have a stretch, as I'm trying to pull up the schedule here now, that is pretty brutal. But, look, I, I think if they can start out strong against Arizona and against Denver, that's really the most important thing. Because then after that, you're home for the Buffalo Bills. I believe you travel to Philadelphia the next week. So, the schedule does not get easy. There's this stretch during the middle of the season where they play not necessarily guys, top-end teams, but when you look at the play style of the Philadelphia Eagles, ground and pound, you look at the play style of the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields trying to get loose, Atlanta with B. John Robinson, the Giants. We know if Saquon Barkley's back in the fold, we know how they're going to uh, try to be physical on the ground. If they can make it through that stretch and be healthy coming out of their bye week, man, I think they should be in a good position. We're talking with Linnell Willingham, host over at 1067, the fan. Uh, Linnell, last time the Commanders had a playoff win was in 2005. <laughs> that
that is quite yeah. uh, a long time ago. What would, I mean, right now, their odds to make the playoffs, plus 300, odds to miss the playoffs, minus 370. So it still might be a stretch this year for them to get a playoff win. But when that time comes, what is that win going to signify for this organization? Like I said, hopefully a, a return to glory, man. This franchise has three Super Bowls all between the 70s and the 90s. So my generation hasn't been uh, lucky enough to witness the glory days of this franchise. So hopefully... For my young folks out there, man, that this is potentially, you know, time to turn this franchise around. You obviously are plugged in with the commanders as we've been talking with you about them this whole time. But what mm -hmm. about the rest of the NFC East? Who do you think yeah. is the biggest contender there? Who scares you the most as a someone who's watched all of them? What do you think the NFC East shakes out like? I think it's got a chance. Well, let me, let me preface it all by saying this. I hope that Saquon Barkley comes back with the New York Giants fans. I think if that's the case, this division has the potential to be one of the best in the National Football League. I still think Philadelphia is the class of the division, despite them losing some significant guys uh, on the defensive side of the ball in the free agency. But don't sleep on the Dallas Cowboys. That's the team that I look at as one of the top four in the entire conference. Their biggest weakness last year was the cornerback spot opposite Trayvon Diggs. They plug in Stephon Gilmore, the former all-pro cornerback from the Indianapolis Colts, to play alongside him. Micah Parsons is turning into the biggest game record in all the National Football League, so I think they have a real legitimate shot this year. Uh, Linnell, I was looking at your Twitter a little bit ago, and uh, it seems like you're not quite a Jets fan or not an Aaron Rodgers no. fan. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, the, the Jets are interesting. It's kind of rubbed me the wrong way, considering Aaron Rodgers doing this entire New York press run. He's, he's courtside at Knicks games. Yeah. Sauce Gardner's getting him a chain. He's all iced out. I just, I look at the situation and it seems like it's too good to be true. We've obviously seen this before with Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, but I don't know, man. It is put up or shut up for the New York Jets. I'm talking Super Bowl or bust because Robert Sala and company have been there for a few years now. It's rare in the National Football League that you get to draft a quarterback number two overall and miss and keep your job like they did with the Zach Wilson situation. So it'll be interesting to see. We know they're bona fide on the defensive side of the football. Sauce Gardner has turned himself into one of the elite cornerbacks in the game. I look at the left tackle spot for this group as the biggest question mark. And when you talk about what they're excited about being Aaron Rodgers coming over and giving them a professional at the quarterback position, if they can't protect him, it's all for nothing to me. So if you're fading the Jets, I think, is safe to say this year. You're, you're not safe sold to say I'm fading the Jets. Yeah, not not sold yet. I, I want to see if this offensive line can keep Aaron Rodgers upright on a consistent basis. Because that division, like we talked about the NFC East being good, the AFC East is just as good. Um, Linnell, talking about uh, going back to the commanders, Chase Young, mm -hmm. is he going to get traded? Yeah. What's the deal with him? Yeah, it's an interesting situation. And we talk about this at nauseum. Uh, on our sports talk in D.C., look, I mean, when you are a former number two overall pick and you haven't cracked 10 career sacks in four seasons, you know, question marks are going to be pointed at you. But I just think the mental makeup of the young man and everything that he's been through, sometimes in life, you guys can, can speak to this, when you go through adverse, tough situations like he's been through with that knee injury, sometimes it brings the best out of you on the other side of it. We only got to see him for two weeks last year at the end of the season. I don't think it's a big enough sample size to really gauge whether or not he's returned back to that 2020 defensive rookie of the year form. But seeing him at OTAs and minicamp, no pads, granted, but the burst is there, right? Doesn't look like he's showing 
uh, any ill effects of that knee injury that cost him most of the last year. So hopefully he can bounce back. The trade talk, I, I, I will pump down because if I'm a team out there, if I'm Washington, excuse me, this is still a former defensive rookie of the year. I would want value for him, and I don't think teams are going to try to give up major capital to get him. Yeah, if if they were to trade him, what would they want back? What does major value look like? If I'm Washington, I mean, I'm at least a second-round pick. I mean, this is a former number two overall guy in terms of realistic options that have been floated around as to what's been offered or potentially talked about. People are talking about mid-round draft picks, like a fourth or a fifth. If I'm Washington, I'm not picking up the phone unless we're talking about multiple seconds or a first. If Washington does, you know, meet the expectations of the defense, obviously you talk about them being elite. If Sam Howell performs well above averagely, any interest in taking Ron Rivera, coach of the year, 30 to one? That is very interesting because Ron Rivera is not supposed the most popular commander in town. I would say, um, He's had one postseason appearance in his four years here in Washington. His career record uh, is under 500. A Ron Rivera-led team hasn't finished over 500 since 2017. So I would definitely not save that, but we'll see. If, if they perform well and Sam Howe shows clear signs of being the guy moving forward, I think you got to stick with Ron Rivera and give him some credit. I mean, he drafted the guy. During the Dan Snyder era, guys, Washington has had 27 different starting quarterbacks, including Sam Howell. So, wow. if he gets that right, he deserves to stay to me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a lot. I did not realize that. Uh, yeah. Pretty crazy. <laughs> Linnell William, uh, host over at 1067 The Fan. Linnell, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your uh, Saturday. Yes. Thank you, guys.